0: What's up everybody, it's your girl Naime with Taking with Naime. this is your first time on the pod, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back family. I'm really excited about today's episode because I am joined with this amazing woman named Phyllis. She goes by the fibroid queen on Instagram. She is a nurse, fitness trainer, um, and, and she coaches uh, women on their nutritional health, um, hormonal weight loss, fibroids, and other things this episode was a really good episode. Um, she shared a lot of information that I just wasn't aware of. Fibroids is yet another, um, condition that affects women and is something that we don't really talk about. And it's something that is still hard to diagnose. And so this is a lot, a a great, great conversation to have. One thing I got from this is a deep, deep understanding with one's body, um, it's important that we understand our body, that we know how it works, that we know what's normal to ourselves and to our bodies. That's the best way we can advocate for ourselves when we are paying attention to ourselves. And so we talk about that a little bit. We talk about mental health, we talk about uh, community a little bit, and then also we discuss advocating for oneself and being able to really just stand up um, and speak up when you know something in your body feels off and something isn't right. So... As always, listen to this episode, and also you can check out the um, show notes. And <laughs> the show notes will be some links to information that she shared, and where you can find Miss Phyllis. So enjoy.
1: My name is Phyllis, founder of Fibroid Queen, and I am a nurse, fitness, and yoga coach. I have my own personal story with uterine fibroids. I've been able to turn my pain into power and now helping other women around the world do the same. I was first diagnosed about 12 years ago, and that was in my first year of nursing school through a just a routine well well, woman's exam. Um, I did explore to the doctor that I was having symptoms that are common when it comes to uterine fibroids, like heavy bleeding, fatigue, pain, and I mean debilitating pain, and also dealing with just urinary frequency. So through being able to persist on an ultrasound, because I knew that um, there was something going on, just didn't know what exactly, but being able to uh, persist with the doctor, even though um, she downplayed it, they mm-hmm. were able to do an ultrasound to confirm there was fibroids growing on my uterus. And for those that may be listening, and this is new to you or you know you may be experiencing some similar symptoms, fibroids are pretty common. It's a silent pandemic and what, what it actually is, is, is abnormal growths. Um, I call it a hormonal challenge, right? So it's abnormal growth that may p- be may appear in and or around your uterus. And it's crazy that up to eighty percent of women will get uterine fibroids at some point in their lifetime. And women of color make up a huge percentage of that. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Only about twenty percent experience the symptomatic, fibroids. Um, it's kind of crazy because we see more of that versus those that um, have it and, and are doing okay. And, and that's the thing. If you're not aware of these symptoms, you could be walking around here and not knowing that you're dealing with this. So there's quite a bit of women out here that um, may not realize that they do have uterine fibroids growing on their uterus. So I, I would like to stop there, Amy, and kind of um, just, you know, kind of give an overview of how um, fibroids looks like, statistics-wise, and also what it is, and um, kind of go from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also so I did a little information and research of my as much as I could, um, and there are different types of fibroids, and from based on the type of fibroids you would have would be on um, where the growth is developing in location, according to the uterus, like um, where the location is. Um, Was there a specific type of fibroids you had?
1: Yeah. So for the main part, there's about four different types and um, from ranging from in the muscle um, to you know, out of the muscle, on the uterus, mm-hmm. um, inside the uterus, outside the uterus. So I was dealing with pendeculated fibroids, and what that is, if you just imagine a tree stalk growing from the ground. So your uterus is the ground, mm-hmm. and the fibroids are growing. So they can be growing outside of the uterus, which was the ones I was dealing with, or they can be going growing inside the uterus. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Location matters, and I'm glad that you asked that, because it does determine quite a few things when it comes to fertility. Because a lot of women always ask, oh, you know, am I going to be compromised, or, you know, am I going to be able to bear children? And you absolutely can. Fibroids themselves don't cause any infertility. It's the symptoms and the stress that it causes to the body as well as the location that is the things that need to be considered. So pendeculated are the ones that I happen to be dealing with
0: outside the uterus. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and then, so according to, the, uh, to what I'm looking at, You, there needs to be, um, in order to be diagnosed, it's, the process is through ultrasound. Did you also do a pelvic MRI or would they, did they confirm it through ultrasound and that was all they need to do?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So self-awareness is key. That's something that we're not um, given for at least most women growing up. When you get your cycle, you're not told how to be a woman in this environment. Your hormones are going to change. You're Mm -hmm. not giving any of that work up. So we are, most of us are going through life really not knowing what's going on below our belly button, have no idea. So if the more in tune you are, the more you can possibly catch this on your own. Right? Mm. So I had a little bit of that going, um, knowing that I was pretty in tune at an early age, but just downplayed it. And also knowing that I was able to witness my mom go through this journey as well. She ended up getting a partial hysterectomy in her late 40s due to Mm. um, the work of uterine fibroids. So having those two things, when I started experiencing those symptoms i kind of already knew but yes for most women you're going to want to go and get an ultrasound if you're experiencing um, not only that it could be digestive issues like bloating mm. um, gas um, constipation i can't tell you countless amount of clients that i talked to who said that they they went into the er for you know whether it be their um any digestive issues, their, um, um, not their, uh, gallbladder, yes, gallbladder, Mm -hmm. um, was inflamed or something like that, not knowing that it was related to the fibroids. So knowing that, um, an ultrasound is going to be the best. And then Mm -hmm. secondly, a MRI would also reflect a more specific um, picture of the uterus. Both of these images are not 100% accurate, right? But you mm. just know that um, at least the
0: MRI can give
1: you a little bit more insight.
0: Yeah, okay. And everyone, uh, Phyllis uh, actually goes by Fry. Excuse me, Fibroid Queen on Instagram, um, and you have created a a, a very large um, followed base and, and space where you can um, do consultations and, and our spaces to help uh, women through their their journey with fibroids. Um, and so, because of that, I looked through some of your things and a uh, recent post that you posted said that that you were also diagnosed with PCOS. Um, but it was misdiagnosed from my understanding. Can you explain a little bit about that?
1: Oh my, I love that you bring this up because it's yet so downplayed, but it's happening at an alarming rate. But I would say um, really knowing um, yourself and doing the research before even going to the doctor. Mm -hmm. At this point, I feel like you have to be aware and go to the doctor for confirmation versus getting education. That's kind of unfortunately what's been set up. So I went for the doctor for a typical exam and um, knowing that I was previously diagnosed with uterine fibroids, um, she asked me some questions and um, just a couple questions in regards to my cycle and then determined that I had PCOS based on that information. And, you know, you think about that and not getting the proper workup, not getting some more information, diving deep into my history, as well as some um, labs and and, and so on, just to confirm there are, you know, if I am growing any cysts, if I do indeed have PCOS, which is hard to diagnose because there's four different types, but Mm -hmm. at least the effort of that versus just saying, oh, just telling me and then writing down on her her nurses, her doctor's notes that I had a history of PCOS and I refused birth control. Yes, I refused birth control. At the time, I didn't understand why I needed to be on a medication when I'm already, already not a medication, but why I needed to be on birth control knowing that I was having these issues. I didn't, it didn't make sense to me even back then. Mm-hmm. So knowing that I followed my intuition because she really wanted me to, to get on that drug she really wanted me to get on birth control. And unfortunately, you know, healthcare is a business. Yes. You know, and at the end of the day, if you're not a doctor who's beyond just the money and really looking to help and taking that oath that you do um, as a doctor and really looking to help others beyond and have a passion for it, they're gonna be stuck in that world of business. And that business can really put others who are just following their lead at risk um, and doing things and getting on drugs that are not helping our situation but just going in circles so being able to post that today i've had so much feedback from other women around the world who said that happened to me that Mm. happened to me that happened to me i'm like and it just really confirms this is why i wake up every day this is why my destiny is to pass this on and help millions of people around the world um, in regards to helping them activate their room space with healthy eating, recognizing their stress. Are you living, asking themselves questions, are you living the life you're supposed to be living and activating that space to activate the mind and really live the life that they need to live and rewrite their DNA to pass down to their offspring. So Mm -hmm. I say that because I feel a lot of us women are living in the mind of our ancestors. And Mm -hmm. in this environment, that's just not going to work. We are out of alignment from a spiritual, mental, physical realm, just out of alignment. And these five words are here to remind us of that. And that is why I feel that Uterine fibroids is common in women of color for a reason. And I also feel that fibroids just don't happen. And I'm sick and tired of hearing medical professionals, especially those who are not of color, oh, we you know, it just happens. We don't know the Pacific. Yeah, we, we do. If there's no chronic inflammation, there's no opportunity for abnormal growth. We are living in a life uh, filled with things that are setting our bodies off, from the pads that we use to what we put on our skin, to the hormones that are in the food. That, in a woman of color, our bodies are very vulnerable to those changes. So if we're not doing things beyond a workout or a diet, we are gonna be at risk. We have to address our emotional health. We cannot be walking around with unresolved issues from things that happened 10 years ago 20 years ago or you may have been born into something right energy never destroys Mm -hmm. it passes down from generation to generation so these diseases that we're passing down like uterine fibroid the uterine fibroid challenge is just repeating itself until we wake up and change the game. And I feel like I, I was destined to do that. Um, change the game for my future daughters as they're not gonna be um, you know, confronted with this. So rewriting my DNA, having a new mindset, new thoughts. And one of the reasons why mindset coaching is part of my, uh, the foundation to my symptom eliminator bootcamp because I literally had to become someone else in order for me to go from dealing with a large fibroids that I was presented with surgery and drugs as my only option to not doing any of those things, and years later, living my best life and eliminating almost all my symptoms, and now helping women around the world. So it's something beyond me, but I was destined to be in this position, and I feel like we as women are not living our true potential. We are in this masculine world. We're expected to be this way, act this way, wear this. We're so judged every day, everywhere we go, everywhere we go, we have to do, we have to be a certain way, look a certain way. We can't say this, can't do this. And that's all happening subconsciously. You may not be aware of it, but your uterus, your womb space is getting all of that. It's collecting that like an emotional junk drawer Mm. and if you don't clean it out, if you don't release, if you don't whatever you need to do to address the unresolved trauma or unresolved emotions in your body, it will co- continue to collect there. And energetically, I feel like that's what fibroids are—they're just a bunch of stagnant energy that has collected in the middle mm. of our bodies.
0: Mm. Uh, that, that was you. That was a lot. You said a lot of very rich things. Um, And I, and I think that that, that's so important of the things you said, um, from, from just a few of the things you said, I think one of the things that gets a little, I mean, what gets complicated is, is our history, right? Just the idea of like, um, when you think about the way, uh, medicine works, you know what I'm saying? And just how. Um, the the dark history of medicine and, and, and the and the the slave women that that were mm-hmm. tested on and then also that a lot of the things that we did test on were also just white men's bodies. Mm-hmm. And so there's also that like that process of no one looked at me and actually like studied me and my body right They studied white men and our medicine is based off of that. But then also, there's, there's so much, um, as you said, right. Thinking of pads and like, and, and different things that affects our bodies every single day, whether it be the food we eat, the water we drink. Um, and, and there's just so much that is causing different things. And there's still so much we don't know of yet. Right. Things that are happening that we still don't have the science or the words to describe or explain. Um, but I think that there's, I, and I don't know, I don't know enough to know, but there's this interesting space of like, we as, as people living within our bodies, we don't have an understanding of our bodies. Like there's this misconception, I think, like, and I'll give an example. So when I went to the doctors, um, I deal with, uh, primary hyperparathyroidism. And so my parathyroid hormone is, um, elevated and it's releasing all these hormones that's also affecting my calcium and my vitamin d levels and it's just caused a whole bunch of other things um and in the process of this it's also really affecting my period because your, your parathyroid hormone is a hormone that deals with um my goodness what's it called my immune system and so my immune system is basically like crazy at the moment um and so i've been dealing with some some gut issues and my period was acting a, a whole crazy mess. And when I was speaking to my doctor about it, um, I, would, I would tell her things like, oh, you know, my, my blood looks darker than it normally does uh, while I'm on a period where I'm, I'm feeling this cramp and I normally don't feel that cramp. Um, or even like how I poop and like, and, you know, I, and I'm sorry, I'm giving a lot. But basically, I just I'm very aware of my body. I pay attention to my body. I pay attention to what comes out of my body and what goes into it. And so I was explaining this to my doctor, um, who, who's a, a female, a, a black woman. And she was like, Oh, that's normal. And I'm like, No, 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 that's not normal for me. And we had this whole few minutes where she just kept telling me like, But but like, honey, that's normal for people. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not my normal. Like, I get what you're saying. I get that, like, most people deal with pooping only twice a day or once a day. But it's like, I don't, right? Like, there's certain things that I've done all my life. And I'm 20, at the time I was 27. But, like, I'm 27 now. Like, I've lived with myself for 27 years. I know something's off. Um, And it took a lot of advocacy for me to finally go to see a gut doctor, for them to prescribe me something Um, That actually emptied my stomach because I had an issue. I did actually have something that was causing me, um, causing my stomach to to fill up with food. And basically my body wasn't digesting my food correctly. And then so now, while I still deal with a whole bunch of other things, um, that's one less thing I have to deal with. But it was this like fight of like, believe me, I listen to my body. You know and it was just like no you don't i'm a doctor you don't know what you're talking about it's like no but i listen to my body uh but for you how did you find like your way of advocating for yourself was that difficult was it easy did it happen overnight um did someone have to kind of give you a pep talk or what did that look like
1: oh my god and my i salute to you because i'm just so glad that you kept going um and 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 didn't give up because most do Mm -hmm. I would say for me, I was in a dynamic position. Why? Because I was able to see it from being one that was a fitness coach. So helping others eat healthier and having a little bit more of knowledge and passion on how to do that, creating a structured schedule and a workout routine. And then I was in another position as a nurse, um, seeing what the doctors are wanting us to pass on to our patients in regards to medications um, standard protocols, treatment regimens, and all of that. And then being a patient. So having a bird's eye view of all of those kind of three areas had made me even more empowered to make a change on a, not just a small level, but a bigger level. So I was really gun ho um, about going right in and not really caring about the repercussions i was just had this relentless mindset and -hmm. how did that happen it happened through creating a mental practice so when i was at my lowest point because the fibroids grew so large up to nine centimeters that you know doctors are like you need to schedule surgery this is what you need to do and i was like no i'm just not going to do it and um i never went back So I hit rock bottom and what I had to do was um, literally wake up and I was at the store. I was overhearing someone listen to um, a motivational video Um, and it was saying, just rise up. You can do this. It just had a lot of good affirmation and I was just connected with that. And I thought, let me look up on YouTube what I could find. I just typed in motivation and I started listening to different things. And then after so long of doing that, every day I would just wake up and listen to it. It just kind of get my, kept me going because I was literally depressed because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. I had no one to turn to. Um, and, you know, not as many groups as there is now. And even now mm-hmm. it's not enough. So I ran into um, books from Queen of Afua, um, teachings from Joe Disponenza, juopulchra so i started listening to them like on a consistent basis and i started to embody what their teachings were in my own way and that inspired me to start turning my place literally into a lab i started trying out different concoctions, making different recipes i changed my whole workouts i created uh, womb wellness workouts and womb wellness workouts are really helping more so to facilitate healing for women that are specifically dealing with not only fibroids, but other hormonal issues. So mm-hmm. really changing my whole perspective on my environment. I, I, I moved to Texas. I um, changed my circle of friends. So I started to wear a different hat and that experience, that transition encouraged me to um, join different things, listen to different things. And then I started to develop a better relationship with myself, intuition, self-awareness starting to heighten. And I would say I started to just get downloads. It's, you know, for some this may be weird or different, but it's just, I started to just things start coming to me about like what's really going on. Like I started Mm -hmm. to just feel this different type of energy, you know, knowing that I've been able to rid myself of different toxins by eating better, eating, you know, uh, plant-based, um, started moving my body, moving my the, the hips a little bit more in a unique way. Um, I started to have a lot more clarity. My iron levels improved. So that transition empowered me to say, you know what? We have the power. We just don't know mm-hmm. it. And um, not knowing all this time that I had the power to change my situation, Years ago, it, you know, everything happens for a reason. So, just to answer your question, if you're listening to this and you don't know where to turn, what to do, start by reading up on what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people to do intentional research because, like you said, uh, Naiy, you, that's not you. You know, just because this happens to everyone else, that's not you. Right. Just because you researched something on Google about fibroids and someone else's story, that's not going to be you. So I always mm-hmm. tell um, people around me is to do intentional research because not all research is good, especially if it's paid for by, you know, whoever, it's biased. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are ways to naturally eliminate fibroids. When you go online, um, it's like that's, that's not going to be very much well said. And also, there's many women that have been able to conceive and deliver healthfully with fibroids. That's not told enough either. So Mm -hmm. really knowing that the whole internet system is being programmed by someone, something on what they want you to know and what you want you to see. But the key is when you're developing a self-awareness and you you start to transition to more of a conscious mindset, you can say that you know that whatever you read and see may not be what it is. You can look beyond that. And um, it's is taking me this journey to get there. And I always tell people, you know, why would you name your business Fibroid Queen? Fibroid Queen is an affirmation. It's an affirmation that I need to continue to treat myself like a queen because these fibroids are a reminder that I wasn't. So being able to let women know that this is not a curse, Yeah. You know, um, I don't regret getting fibroids. If it, if it wasn't that, what else could it have been? I don't mm. want to know. Right. It's a it's Mm -hmm. a warning sign. It's letting you know, sis, your check engine light is on. Mm -hmm. You know, the doctor says, oh, your fibroids are small. You know, just monitor it and send you on your way home. No, sis, your check engine light is on. Something is going wrong. Do something now.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for that. Um, You brought up a little bit of your mental health. Can you tell us some ways that you, what what did your mental health look like at the time? I I know you mentioned depression a little, but what did it look like? And then how did you, um, what was the deciding factor in your mental health journey of like, how did you push through?
1: Yeah, I love this question. And I really reached that lowest point where, you know, I really questioned life and, uh, you know, going on in, you know, what would my future look like? And I had to tap in. Um, I can't really explain what happened, but I know I had, you know, one night, whether it was a dream or something, came over me where I felt like um, if I don't do something about where I'm at right now, then I will continue to go down this dark hole. And Mm -hmm. that message that came to me was like, Get up and start moving. So that's what I did. I started moving with doing um, just moves that created me to move my hips a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I started stretching more. I became a yoga instructor that helped me kind of, um, kind of get rid of my anxiety that I was dealing with. Um, and then as I became an instructor, helping others, being able to relax and stuff, that helped me dramatically. Um, And then being able to build my self-worth. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of us go into that depression state because of conditional factors that have allowed us to hate ourselves. I mean, I hear women all the time on social media say these damn monsters, these fibroid monsters, but they're in your body. So if you're calling these monsters, your body is a monster, right? And, you know, medical the medical system has also suggested that you know there's a you know um there's different things that they resemble of killing these fibroids murdering them and it's like but they're in your body and we're already going through a lot of body self-image things as we grow up and it's just getting worse when it comes to women and how we're looked at how you know when we have a heavy cycle And, you know, we have to call off work, how this is affecting our day-to-day life. Um, Mm -hmm. So, number one, build your self-worth. How do you do that? Start being the energy, being around the energy you want to be. Uh, Whether that is getting out of a toxic relationship. it's I know it's easier said than done, but it's like, really have to know your why. Know your why. Are you waking up every day? Why are you here? And then finding ways to get an environment, get that feeling that makes you happy. It may be very temporary, but that's the start. So building your self-worth, getting the support in order to do that, building your self-awareness. So things that were normally not taught in school with you know emotional health and things, um, really going into spaces that allow that. So joining a sister circle of like-minded women, looking on Facebook for groups that you can connect with, um, checking out meetup um, for local events. So start being around the people you inspire to be like. Um, So those are kind of some few things just to get the mental health, the emotional health um, jump started. Um, I do have to have a release system every day. So I do a lot of journaling. Uh, That's like my emotional release or workouts, wellness workouts. So... We as women have to have something that we release then when we get home. Because if we don't, we're just going to, again, keep packing in on that emotional junk drawer. And yeah. it lives in the middle of our body.
0: Yeah. I like that emotional junk drawer. I, I like that you, you say that. I really enjoy that. Um, Yeah. And, I, and you know, a lot of it also... We, as humans there's just so many different aspects of us and different parts of us whether it be through work or as just who we are in our communities who are we who we are within our families. um but ultimately a lot of it's just we have to start taking care of ourselves and also like community care is really important as well so being able to um be there for other people who who may be struggling with different situations um Like, these are things that that are important, right? Taking care of our mental health, taking care of our bodies, taking care of um, the spaces we're in. It's so crazy how your space can do so much with your mental and your physical. Um, Just being in a space that is safe, being in a space where you're able to have um, what you need. Like, those things are really important. If you can, tell us a little bit about um, the work you're doing and if you have anything you want us to you want to let us know about anything coming up. I know you have um, a retreat coming up and it looks like you have some other things happening. If you want to let us know about any of that, that'd be great.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so ladies listening to this, just imagine not having to cancel your plans anymore, you know, no longer being in pain. Imagine having more energy. And once you eliminate the symptoms, you starve the fibroids and then you can get to the root of it.
0: Mm-hmm
1: system does not really prepare us on as it's set up for surgery and drugs that are only temporary temporary measures because fibroids can grow back but my system allows you to get to the root of it so it's gone for good Um, and i do that through my symptom elimination camp Um, it's a program that you learn the secrets of fibroid prevention how to create the life you desire through an immersion of valuable information and one of the things that my program provides is stuff that is not really on google a lot of my research is primary research which is live to the environment we live in versus naime what you said in the in the beginning how a lot of the research out there you don't know if these the research has been done on people that look like you with the same Mm -hmm. you know similar genetic makeup so a lot of my research is primary and clients that come through the, the hundreds of clients i am collecting data on each and every one of them so you can come into this program knowing that you're going to be considered for your unique being. Um, I mostly service women of color, but I do service all women uh, no, And no matter what decision you choose, some join my, right had a myomectomy. Some are pre- trying to prevent another myomectomy. Some women just want to go to the natural path. They've had a excessa, a UFE, whatever. We meet you where you are, but this program is where you learn the right thoughts the right exercises with wound wellness workouts and then the right lifestyle and nutrition that works for you like you don't have to be um, if if being a vegan is not what you favor then let's do it figure out a way to do it that works for you but it also is healing to the body so i kind of help women you know get a flexible eating based on their lifestyle um one thing that i've seen a lot of programs do not offer so it's all inclusive and it's one that you are gonna be able to, at least for right now, get me with you, literally holding your hand um, through this experience. And uh, one thing that I feel like is so important is helping women boss up for their doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. right, connecting to the dots. So you know what labs and what questions to ask, and you're not leaving the doctor's appointments scared and fearful of what can happen, but being prepared for these doctor's appointments. So um, that's what the symptom alienator bootcamp is, just prevention and helping you create the life that you desire. Um, I plan to do um, different events around the world, but starting with the retreat that's happening in Tulum, Mexico, yes. Um, if you go to our page, uh, warriorsofthewom.com, you can see we, were, we will be having a retreat on Juneteenth and June um, and it's a way to help those that are really jumpstart their divine healing or just have a good time. You, you nice. know, you're a Gemini girl. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And, um, so honestly, my goal from here is just to continue to advocate, continue to travel around the world. This is what I'm here to do is to, um, help all women be able to prevent this, um, from being a pandemic.
0: Mm. I love that. Especially, you know, I mean, I've only ever lived in America, but in my understanding of just how other countries with their um, medical care and other things, we we don't do too much on prevention. We do, oh, after the situation, like, let's work on it. While there's other countries that work on preventing before anything happens, let's let's get a handle. So I appreciate that. Um, Is there anything else you want to let us know? And also, where can we find you?
1: Yeah. I want to let you know that, um, again, it's going to take more than exercise and diet to get to the root of fibroids these days. Mm-hmm. And also if you are one that has just gotten a myomectomy, the work, I mean, the work is just beginning for you. Like mm-hmm. this is not even it, The that treatment or medical, uh, surgery, that, that's just not it. It, it. it really needs to go on from there and really getting the support you need whether being joining a program like what we offer or getting, you know, a nutritionist, something to do to help you not run back into chronic inflammation and feed the, the growth again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give a lot of education on Instagram. That's kind of where I live at fibroid queen. I'm looking to, um, be uh, more regular on youtube i have some warm wellness workouts you can get a taste of what that looks like on youtube and um, if you're like you know what i'm ready to schedule a consultation you want to talk more about how you can eliminate fibroid symptoms for good you can go to my website at fibroidqueen.com
0: awesome thank you so much phyllis i really appreciate you taking time to talk with me today
1: Thank you, and I appreciate you for bringing awareness. I mean, you're you're saving lives out there. Thank you for having me on.
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode with Phyllis and you were able to learn just as much as I did. It was a great conversation. There were a few things I didn't even know about before, and so I really appreciate Phyllis taking the time to talk through with us. Um, if you are interested in leaving a feedback, a star on Spotify or some feedback on apple podcast that'd be wonderful so other people can find the information and it can be helpful to them they can inform themselves and inform others but then also just if anyone wants to vibe out with me and kim as we you know do our banter and do our thing on here it'd be great and that is the best way for other people to find us so please share this episode tell everybody about it it is for everyone even men definitely men even if you're not dealing with any of these things You know, it's just important to have an understanding of what the people around us may be dealing with. So, I hope you enjoy it. Peace.